Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. This week, we're going to be talking about ex-boyfriends at weddings, can you joke about a serious illness, a moany boyfriend, and how to survive office cutbacks. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, I've been invited to a wedding, but I'm pretty sure my ex-boyfriend, who's better friends with the couple than I am, is attending with the woman he cheated on me with and their new baby. How can I politely decline without seeming petty? I'm in a very happy relationship now and would rather do something with my boyfriend that doesn't involve my ex, his girlfriend and their baby. Blimey, your ex-boyfriend has been busy since you split up with him. A baby already. Uh, Well, is this a grievance you've been harbouring for some time? Hmm. I'm not sure how to take this question as I'm not really sure you're representing on the surface what's really going on. If you were really in a very happy relationship now, you probably wouldn't care about any of this and you'd just let your ex-boyfriend get on with his life and forget about him. Um, I'm not losing sight of the fact, by the way, that he cheated on you, which does complicate things a bit. But if you were really happy, I don't think you would mind so much about any of this. So what is really going on? I don't think you're over this boyfriend. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially when somebody betrays you. Some relationships take ages to get over. I have been married for over 15 years, and I don't think I've ever quite got over the boyfriend I had before I met my husband, who, after we had gone out together for a year, split up with me and said, you have been living a lie. I never liked you. Actually, I'm lying. I got over that in about 24 hours because he was a total idiot. But my point is, Be honest with yourself. It's okay to be hung up on your ex-boyfriend as long as you admit it to yourself. Don't talk about it to your new boyfriend, by the way. The question is, though, do you attend the wedding? I say no. Who cares whether you seem petty or not? You don't have to tell anyone why you're not going to the wedding. Just say you're already busy. In fact, why don't you make this the reason why you definitely can't go to the wedding anyway? The, The answer is already in your question. 
book yourself something nice to do with your new boyfriend. I do think the wedding is a red herring here, though. The real question is about how you feel about your ex and you need to deal with those feelings honestly, otherwise they're going to haunt you. You mentioned this baby twice. Is that what this is really about? This question reminds me of situations where a couple is in a long relationship. The man says, I'm just not ready for commitment. Then he leaves the girl and two seconds later he gets married to someone else. They have a massive wedding and then he's going to be a father. And you're thinking, oh, you are the person who did not like commitment. It's like in When Harry Met Sally when she says, it wasn't that he didn't want to get married, it's just that he didn't want to get married to me. This is a horrible thing to get over, and I do wish people would not do this, i.e. say, I don't want commitment, and then walk down the road and into a church to marry someone else. But you will get over this, and I really hope your new boyfriend is a hot distraction. Please, please, though, be honest with yourself and let yourself feel confused, annoyed, betrayed, jealous and irritated by your ex-boyfriend's new life. It's not until you process all those feelings that you'll be able to move on. Definitely don't go to the wedding, though. There is nothing petty about not going to a wedding for any reason. Our next question. Dear Viv, My brother-in-law has just been diagnosed with lung cancer. And I really just don't know what to say to him or my sister. I made a joke about Breaking Bad at a family dinner the other day and it went down like sour milk. Clearly, I can't make light of the situation without seeming insensitive, but I don't want to be doing the head tilt, can I bring you a stew face every time we see each other. Oh dear. Well, this is easy to answer in a way. Dear Breaking Bad fan, it's not about you. I'm guessing you know this, though, and that's why you've written in. I sense a heart beating beneath the bravado and the jokes in your letter. And I do sympathise with you. I'm also a person who believes in making inappropriate jokes and cracking out the dark humour around death, illness and uncertainty. But the problem is not everyone feels this way. And when you don't own the situation because it's not your life, you kind of have to take your cue from the people who do own it, even if they are completely humourless. I wonder, though, if there's something deeper at work here. You say your problem is that you don't want to do ingenuine head-tilting and false compassion every time you see your sister and her husband. I think what you're really scared about is that your relationship with your sister might change. Uh, I'm guessing you used to make jokes with each other all the time, which is why you were upset that the Breaking Bad comment ended up being offensive instead of funny, or just awkward if not offensive. My, My heart goes out to you here because... I would have done exactly the same thing and I would have been gutted if I'd upset people instead of lightening the mood. And it sounds as if that's what happened here. If your relationship with your sister has been based on having a laugh, it's possible that that is going to have to change temporarily around a serious illness. It may not be forever. So it's up to you to decide how to behave in the meantime and it's really between you and your conscience. You can carry on pretending as if nothing has changed and see if that helps things, it might. Or you can be more cautious and take your behaviour cues from your sister and her husband. It's impossible to know what to do in these situations and sometimes you can only hit on the right answer by getting it wrong first. Do remember though that this isn't about you. There are times in life when we have to let things revolve around other people, however helpful we think it might be for the focus to be taken off them. And I do agree with you in the the face of something terrible, it's good to laugh. 
but not everyone will be up to speed with you on this. Give them some time to catch up. Meanwhile, I'm sorry to say, but you are actually going to have to make some stew. Stereotypes and cliches exist for a reason, and there's a good reason why people do the head tilt and bring the stews. It's because, on some level, it helps. So swallow your cynicism and your natural wisecracking instincts and channel your inner Mary Berry for a bit to see if that helps. I have some stew recipes if you wish to write in again. Uh, Much love to you and to your family and wishing you all the best. Our next question. Dear Viv, is it bad that I zone out when my boyfriend vents to me about his work? I feel guilty for not properly listening, but it's so boring. Oh dear, (laughs) this does not bode well. Bad listener, you need to learn how to listen. You see, it's fine for you to not listen properly to your boyfriend and find his venting incredibly boring, but I would suggest to you that if that is the case, this relationship is not going to last. So the real question is not, is it bad when I zone out? It's, do I really want to be in this relationship at all? Surely. These are harsh words, bad listener, and I hope you're listening to this, by the way, and you haven't already zoned out. But I do have some sympathy for you too. It can be difficult to listen to someone else droning on about their work, especially if you are tired and stressed and thinking you think you've got problems, come and see my office. Your life is a picnic compared to mine. But the whole point of a relationship or even a friendship is that you have an advocate in the other person. They're they're in your corner. They forget about themselves for a few precious moments and focus on you. They support you and back you up, even if they know that sometimes you're being a bit self-indulgent and exaggerating about things, which I wonder if probably your boyfriend is doing. We all need someone like this in our lives, and your boyfriend really deserves for you to be this person for him. On the other hand, though, some people can take advantage of this situation and just really enjoy endlessly complaining for the sake of it. So I wonder if, bad listener, you're actually a really good listener and your boyfriend has actively started enjoying venting too much. Uh, This is a possibility. Uh, You do need to, I think, look deep into your soul, though, bad listener, and ask who is at fault here. Possibly conduct some human experiments Try really, really listening harder and empathising with your boyfriend. If this just makes him vent more, I think maybe he's being a show pony. People who really have complaints respond well to proper listening. It makes them light up. People who are just complaining for the sake of it become even more miserable and more melodramatic. See what camp he falls into. And also take a good look at yourself and at the relationship. Do you find his venting boring because you find him boring? Are you just incompatible? You could be focusing on this small problem because you have a much bigger problem. You don't actually want to be with him. I'm sorry to open that can of worms, but you might as well deal with it sooner rather than later. I mean, if you're not meant to be with him, imagine all the conversations about his work that you could avoid. Lots of thinking time, bad listener, is required here and dealing with what you really think about your boyfriend. Let me know how you get on. Our next question. Dear Viv, I work in the digital marketing department of a company which has been making serious cutbacks over the past year. 
none of my colleagues who have recently left or been fired have been replaced, and instead their work has been passed on to me, which senior management has been telling me is temporary for the past six months. I love my job, but not their jobs too, and want to stay, but the stress is getting really crazy. I keep getting ratty at my housemates and find myself cancelling weekend plans so that I can just have a long bath and try to chill out a bit. Should I hold out or is it a lost cause? Oh, dearest ratty colleague, I think I may have sat next to you before, the person who really used to love their job and now hates their job and doesn't want to be there. We have all sat next to you. God knows we have all been you at some point. So this is a great question. I think you're asking slightly the wrong thing though. Should I hold out or is it a lost cause? It doesn't really matter whether it's a lost cause or not. It matters how you feel and that's what you need to know. That is not an easy thing to know though when you are so stressed and overworked that you think that the perfect answer to your stress and overwork is having a bath. By all means, have a bath. But realise what you're saying here. You've got so much going on that not only is it a big deal for you to have a bath, but you think that having a bath would be the answer to all your problems, if only it were. So what can you do practically at work to sort this out? I think I'm going to have to cancel a strategic sick day, I'm afraid. I know this is probably illegal, but I think it's essential for you. Either that or find a day at the weekend or a bank holiday where you can sit down, not have a bath for once, and maybe sit down with a friend if that helps, and make a plan of options. You need to be able to see clearly what's open to you. The options are fairly simple here, I think. You you can stay where you are and do the job of increasing numbers of people. I hope it hasn't increased, by the way, by the time I've replied to this letter. You can try to talk to someone at work about how difficult this is becoming, although I suspect from the information you've given that this will be pointless. You can start to look for a new job, or you can do something totally left field, like take a sabbatical for six months. I know you will already be thinking, but I don't have time to do any of these things. I have a very busy job. But you have to let go of this way of thinking, and you have to break out mentally Otherwise, you're just going to be stuck doing this totally unreasonable, unworkable job without knowing why you're doing it or if it's the best thing. It's okay to do a totally unreasonable, unworkable job for a manageable period of time because you're biding your time or you think the company will find its feet or you have huge debts to pay off. But you really need to know why you're doing it. And your letter tells me that you're thinking, I just don't know why I'm doing this anymore. Get back in touch with that reason, whatever it is, and you will have your answer. Good luck. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign into thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.